Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. Hello, today is September 2nd, 2022. Je C'est si plus long que passé que je n'ai pas elle l'aussi de la fée plus courte. I'm going to get to what that means in a moment. I want to start out today by saying thank you so much for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture podcast. And I want to do a little something that I think our home is a love letter to our family to our life and to the people around us. And I want to take a second to do a exercise in love. So pick a person. It's even better if it's somebody that's bothering you or you currently are needing to have thoughts yourself that you're closer to them. And But it can be anybody. And just write these things down if you want to. I love you because... You always have love that you can give. I appreciate when. Think about appreciating when somebody does something. Maybe it's something you haven't noticed. Maybe it's something that sometimes you don't appreciate or even bothers you, but you could appreciate it. This is the third one. I enjoy when I see you do X. When I see you dance. When I see you enjoy the work that you do. So we have three things that you can write down about somebody, and you don't have to tell them or you can, but it could be a way to extend love towards somebody in your life by thinking and writing down, I love you because, I appreciate when, and I enjoy when I see you do X. One of my mentors told me to do that, and I've done it a few times over the years, and uh, I really found that it's enjoyable. And... The reason I'm bringing that up is this is going to relate to the custom home process in a moment. Immediately when you see those things, sometimes it can be like, whoa, I don't know what to think. It might even be your wife or somebody, that your kid that you just absolutely love. But you're thinking, I don't know what to put down because you're just you're on the spot. And so something will come out. It might be true, but it might not be the most important thing. It might be factual but it may not have your heart fully in it the way that you write it down. So you can go back to it and think things through. Well, I love you because you're with me. Okay, that's nice, but it could be, I love you because you've committed your life to me. Hey, I love you because when you've committed your life to me, you've always been by my side. You didn't just say it and be there. You also did things to help me along the way. And so the more time and iteration you could put into it, the more it can become specific or it can be something meaningful. When you say thank you to somebody, I cannot remember the guy's name. I think it might have been Vin. He's a, a coach. And he was saying, don't just say thank you to people. Say thank you for getting that to me on time. Because then it connects to what the actual thank you is for and adds depth to it. And I, I may have mentioned that before. And so the quote that I read at the beginning is credited to Blaise Pascal. And he's a French mathematician and philosopher. And basically, it is the French, I'm sure he wrote it in French because he was from there. And he wrote, 
I would have written a shorter letter, but I did not have the time. And Mark Twain is also credited to saying, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. And I really like those quotes when it comes to the custom home, when you're looking at a narrative-based design or you're looking at minimalist design, because you're really wanting to get to the important things and let those things shine. You really want those points that have an impact on you to come out in the design. Let's say I want a living room. I want a big living room. What do you want to have happen in that living room? How do you want people to feel? So the more you ask those questions, the more you'll get through it. Now, let's say you, if you've been listening along, you know that we do, we start out a project with the architectural DNA, which is the dream that you have. Then we pair it up with nature, the, the setting for the project, and then the effects on it, which are codes, the building department, your neighbors, your finances. Those things become the guiding star, if you will, or those three points create the peak of the pyramid. They're the strength and the foundation of that pinnacle of your design. When you actually get to the nooks and crannies of the design, the doors, the hand handrails, when you get to actually deciding what rooms to add if you decide you need something or not, you'll have that guiding principle with you along the way. But it doesn't just mean because you have that guide, the first thing you put down is going to be the right thing. It's going to be that it sets you in the right direction. And now I like these quotes, even, but they say time. Now, I don't think they necessarily meant I needed four more hours and the letter would be good. I think they were saying, I wrote this. I could refine the way I wrote it. I use Grammarly all the time and I write something and it's like, this sentence is too long. Rewrite this sentence for clarity. And I think that's what they're getting at. It says delete unnecessary word. I love Grammarly. If you don't use it, this is a free plug for them. You should get the pro version. It's very helpful for writing clear communication. And when you go through your design, each pass is like a filter that can clear the story up for you. They can clear up the design for you. So I know that I'm done when I look at it and I'm like, there's nothing else I can take away. Now, you can go through panic. Did I pick the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Is this what I really want? Do I want to spend this money here? And that's when I would say the DNA is the thing that you want to go back to. But when you're designing, you still need to pass those things through to filter to make sure they're right. Now, this is how I typically see the process as going. And I've done this for 22 years, and I think there's kind of a three-pass average that I've noticed to get things where everybody's comfortable. I want my client to be comfortable, me to be comfortable. And it happens so much everywhere. Like when you get bids on a project, a lot of times people get three to make sure either two match up and there's an outlier or they pick the middle one as the average of the two to check the scope to see who left certain things out, who didn't. So even in the process of the architecture, when you submit for permit, a lot of times the city will come back with zoning comments or permit comments. And I've noticed that on a few projects I've had, hey, it goes through right away. I've had a few, mainly on bigger projects, like 10-story building or something where you get multiple, multiple rounds. But each piece, I would say there's an average of three times where you're going to be going back and discussing things to get things just right between you and the client. So typically after you do the DNA and you start doing the design, you want to take those things and put it down on paper. That's part of your first pass. Then you look at it together 
you have your initial response. Now, this is the key. You want to pause. And I don't mean a 10-second pause. Those are helpful in the middle of the discussion. But I mean, pause for a little bit of time. Leave it and come back to it. And I've had clients at times, they get in a rush and they're like, if I give you an approval tomorrow, then we'll go ahead. And on sometimes that's okay. Like we've been seeking approval and we want to get it. But I mean, at the planned stages of the project, I'll tell them, hey, there's schematic design. We're going to submit this to you and review it. And then two weeks later, we'll do this. And they'll be like, well, if I'm going to give you approval tomorrow and keep going. And maybe you have a restraint on your project with a purchase you made or an exchange, like a financial exchange that has to do with taxes or something. So you can work through those. But I, I'm talking about in general, you want to be able to take whatever appropriate pause you can make available to you to come back to it and continue working. And usually it's a couple days or just sleep on it or something like that. You know, when you feel super excited about something, there's emotions there. I recently had that happen. I was so excited about something. And and I was like, well, you know, let's, let's think about it. And they called me back two days later and they had really, really good feedback. And then so after you pause and you get that feedback, you get your reaction. So you want to put down those things, the things that you want to update or change on that item. So recently I was working on a, you know, there was an office and they wanted to extend something three feet. So we did that. And along with that, we thought, hey, the furniture should be moved around. So I had kind of the three components of the office that we were working with and we put it in a configuration and we designed it. So that was like the phase one. Then they had their pause, their initial response. And then I redrew it. And then we went and looked at it together and their initial response was, that's what I was looking at. And then they paused and it was really exciting, I think, because they benefited from taking the pause for a day and they came back and they're like, hey, we actually like the original layout, but we do like the additional space. And there was like one or two other things. I think they wanted to move a wall to add a little bit more space to a room. But then we went back to the main original design, but incorporated some of those things. So that gave them the ability to have a check like, hey, we designed this. These are some of the things we think we want after having our reaction. They take their second pause, come back, redesign that part. And then for the final one, we incorporated it and turned it back into them. And there was very, very minor changes that came after that. They were like, okay, now we see the two, the new idea and the old idea merge back together. So what we thought, then we added this time. It was just like, hey, the roof overhang can be this. Or uh, I think it was a roof overhang and something in like the garage, very minor stuff. And we updated that. And so that was the way to get everybody on the same page and be comfortable with it. So you'll tend to do that. You know, there's schematic design, which is like the overall design after your concept phase, what it is that's going to communicate this concept. Then you have design development, which is what are we going to build this out of? What systems and materials are we going to use in this building? Now that goes everything from like, is it going to be steel? Is it going to be concrete? Is it going to be package AC unit or is it going to be variable? Those type of things. And then how we're going to detail those. And you get those in design development. And then when you get to construction documents, you're actually making the elements that are going to go for construction and for permitting. And so you got those three phases. And then within each of those, you're going to do that sequence that I just talked about. And I think that's a proven strategy that I've used, I've experienced myself, I've used with other people and found that it really is conducive to a successful project for you in your home. So keep the word iteration. I've what I, If you've noticed, if you've been watching our podcast, 
I've been titling each episode a single word because I think it's something we can focus on and there's usually a subtitle. So like I had subtlety for one or gratitude for one episode. And for this one, it's going to be iteration. Now, I know I started out with time, but I think it it really is the filter of iteration being able to contribute to your design being successful and something that you're proud of because you've gone with your desire or your gut instinct after the DNA process of where you should be going with your architect. And then you've done checks and balances with that in order to make it something that you're proud of. So don't rush yourself. <laughs> Let yourself look at things. Feel what you feel in your initial reaction. Take a pause. Come back. See if you feel or you're having the same thoughts over again. And if those are the thoughts you want to be having. And if not, what things are going to help you to choose those thoughts and give you the feeling that you're looking for. You want to write down the feeling you want to have in the space. Is it giving you that feeling? That's really important. I think uh, one of my clients a long time ago said, this looks cool, but it has no soul. And that's always stuck with me. And I want everybody to look at their design and feel like this is me. This has soul. That's our goal is to communicate your soul, your spirit, your attitude through your architecture through your group, if you're a company, a lot of, I, I know this podcast is custom homes, but I put an architecture because we also have a lot of commercial properties and clients that we work with. And we want your brand or your company to stand out. We want your family to stand out. And that's what you're going to have that feeling like, okay, this is it. Sometimes we've looked at three paint colors. We put them up on the wall and we'll look at each other and be like, we're not all feeling this, right? Like, this looks good. This looks great. This looks okay. But this is not perfect. So we'll do, you know, so that's phase one. We just did the three. So we'll take our favorite one and get one more color, put it on there, and it'll be like, yep, the third one we really liked. Now we like it now that we've seen what a darker hue would communicate. But we don't need to do that. Or sometimes it's like, man, I'm glad we did this because there, this darker hue actually does provide that certain pop for the space when the light hits it and casts a shadow on it. You don't want to totally mute your shadows. <laughs> I don't know why I got so excited about that. You don't want to, you know, mute the design by not giving those iterations to it. And I've done seen that over and over again where they're by doing a few iterations on things is very, very valuable. Now, I have done a few times where people want to change things 10, 12 times and it's like an asymptote, I think, where you may start to lose the benefit of just like changing, changing things over and over again. Sometimes you'll even forget. They'll forget what their original goals were. And we got to go look back at them and, and see them. So just rest assured that it's typically, you know, three times going through something is something that will give you enough to filter through things and that back and forth and make a good decision on whatever part of your project you're working on. So I want to say thank you so much for joining us today on our episode about iteration slash time. And uh, it's also important, I think, my focus is minimalist architecture. I want to provide that as a service that is our specialty. And this iteration not only helps us to choose between things, but also helps us to remove things that are unnecessary. One time my professor came up to me and he ripped off uh, a piece of my model. And he said, if it doesn't look different, now that I ripped this off or the design doesn't work differently, then it's not important. And I really appreciated that that stuck with me because every time I look at something now, I'll say, 
I really want it here. How do I ground it in the space? How do we make your space have this element grounded? We're not just sticking a door in a wall. What what gesture, what movement could make that feel grounded in your space? What item could be taken away that would clarify the message? Sometimes the iteration in order to make something minimalist is to ground it, to add something else so that it's not something floating or distracting in the space. So it's not just taking away. Those simple gestures or those precise gestures can do that for your space. So that was just uh, one more thing that came to mind. Next week, I hope you'll join us again on the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Thank you, everybody who listens every week. If you're ready to start your project, your custom home, give us a contact on the book a consultation link on ca-rd.com. If you're just interested in learning more about this, please go back and listen to all our episodes, but also feel free to book a consultation if you want to know how to start the process, how do you continue successfully on this process of the custom home, of getting your architecture built successfully with the artistic vision alive, with your soul communicated through the project. Thank you so much. And I just want to say I love you guys because you listen and you care about architecture. I appreciate when you guys give me feedback because it helps me to give you better information that will help your home be an artistic and success for a long time for your family. And I enjoy when I see people enjoying the process of designing, building, and ultimately living in their home. I'm obsessed with making that a reality for you and giving you the tools on having a successful, unique home that's all about your story so that you can contribute it to the world. And you can also create a setting for other people to experience theirs when they walk by, when you invite people over, when people think about it once they've seen it. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining us. This is J.D. Carling, your architect, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want discussed or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.